The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. You know, Jamie, pretty much everywhere I go, you know, when uh, I introduce myself to people, they always say, oh, you guys, Jamie Lint, simply the best. That's what they say. Right. Simply, right. The, simply the best. I, uh, I was out and about uh, a lot yesterday, and uh, I ended my day uh, over at our friend, the Paint Doctor's uh, 25th year uh, anniversary, and uh, a lot of the fellas Dang. told me to tell you to say hey. So they're, oh, they're hey right back. They 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 got us they got us on as they're pounding out the dents. So um, good. he's good good. good people um, over you there. Can you would you, you want to hear a couple things that I want to pound about? Oh sh- sure sure Go okay, pound away. Thanks. Things that you know really upset me last night. Oh, certainly, yes. Uh, it got you off uh, on edge and all that. The two, the two things really angered me last night. Okay, really, really set me off last uh, was night. Was the s- snow cone not to your satisfaction? They didn't have the Mountain Dew snow cone last night. Uh, okay, so throughout the course of the day, for every team that was playing partway through the game, they would be like, "Hey, Oklahoma State Cowboy in the major leagues," and they would show a picture of. Uh, some Oklahoma <laughs> State player in the big leagues. Okay. Why do I feel like I know where this is going? Well, we got to Texas Tech. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, major league player in the big leagues. And up on the video board is the name Josh Young with a picture of Jonah Heim. <laughs> how do they? How do they? How do they get that wrong? I mean, are you kidding me, Big 12? I mean, that, isn't that on the Rangers? I mean, it's their no, ballpark. I'm sure, no, I'm sure it's the Big 12 that's making those graphics. And gave them the picture. Hey, here's the yeah. picture of the Red Raider in the big leagues, Josh Young, and they throw up Jonah. I mean, Did you J- go down there and talk Jonah, to him? Jonah Heim has, like, long, bushy, curly hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, Josh Young would cringe at that look. All right? I mean, there's no way. I mean, just... That just, I mean, really bothered me. <laughs> I don't know. Surely uh, the baseball SID said something to the folks from the Big 12. But surely. If, if, yeah. I mean, surely. If it's not fixed today, I'll I'll take one for the team and I'll go say something. Just, go, just make it an initiative to walk by Chuck Morgan's booth and wake that old man up and say, Hey, buddy, when you put up He's the Josh working. Young... Huh? He's not working. He's not working this weekend. Oh, he's not. Okay. He's not. Yeah. Okay. So you want to hear my second thing? Sure. Yeah. I mean, because that one really sent that's, me off. But, but that's... this one, this one at new levels. Tops it. Okay. Wow. Okay. Tops it. Okay. West Virginia's baseball team, Chuck, mm-hmm. refused to shake hands after the game. Refused. We're gonna need Randy Maisie and everybody associated with West Virginia to answer. Because they refused to shake hands after the game. What did they do when the game ended? <laughs> I, I hope you're realizing that sarcasm, right? Right. Because college baseball teams don't shake hands okay. after the game. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, because okay. when, I when I went to the game last Friday, the only people that shook hands at the end of the game were the coaching staffs. 
From, it it from was the tech trip to West Virginia that all of that oh, I know, garbage I know. started with. Yeah. And everybody needed answers from <clears throat> Tim Tadlock yeah. on why they didn't shake West Virginia's hand. Yeah. Everybody, meaning some local Yahoo podcast guy yeah. who's ripping on our program about it, mm-hmm. wanting answers from Tim Tadlock because okay. it was an embarrassment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, West Virginia didn't shake our hands. They, okay. as, as, as the word was used by the West Virginia people and this particular tech podcast, West Virginia refused to shake the Red Raiders hands. Okay. Yeah. So well, spit on the Mountaineer all, when you see him today, then. That's all just sarcasm there. Mm-hmm. But I really was upset about the Josh Young thing. Yeah. I mean, come on, get it right. I mean, it's his home ballpark. You'd think I that know. you'd think that the person doing the graphics for the scoreboard, probably the same guy that sits there eighty-one nights out of the year for the Rangers, probably looked up and go, "Hey, hey, hey, Bill, does that look like Young to you?" And you know, and then Tom in the back, who's probably three beers in, goes. Uh, who man? It doesn't matter. It, it looks kind of like him. Yeah, that's what they gave us. That's what they gave us, Charlie. So just put it up there. <laughs> that's what they gave us. <laughs> Your version of the story is probably more entertaining than the re- reality, mm-hmm. but it's it's still entertaining. So I'm just gonna go with it. With it. Yeah, this guy's in the I, truck down there in the yeah. truck. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, probably way. I'm probably way more bothered than I need to be about. No, that. I think you're well, we spot did, on. We, Jeff and I did figure something out. What's okay? that? Okay, we think that it's possible if you have your Josh Young bobblehead from Tech Night that they refused to acknowledge as Tech Night that night there oh. at that ballpark. Mm-hmm. If you have your bobblehead and you look at the face and you're like. This looks nothing like Josh Young. Mm-hmm. Maybe they use that picture to create the face. So maybe it's Jonah Heim's head <laughs> on Josh Young's bobblehead. There you go. Maybe that's <clears throat> what happened. But there then they go. use that's Josh's what... hair on the bobblehead. Because <laughs> yeah. they know Josh doesn't have long mm-hmm. hair. So maybe that's why it looks nothing like Josh. So, you know, we did solve that last night during the broadcast. Uh, this, a West Virginia fan in my section. This is from the Ace Flooring Center chat line was overserved and lost it when Tech hit its second bomb. She was ejected for screaming at a security guard. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> Wish I had seen that. It it um it sure seemed to me last night uh that you know the the fans that were there were were pretty much all Red Raider fans. I mean they showed a small section yes. of of West Virginia fans, but it sure seemed like uh the Red Raiders seemed like they were well represented last night. Yeah, as you would expect, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot closer to to West Virginia. Right. uh, Or a lot closer than West Virginia is, their fan base is, and plus it's in the Metroplex where we have such a a large (coughs) alumni base. Sure. So, uh, um, yeah, you would would expect, as I looked out of the booth, I mean, you know, obviously the yellow for West Virginia sticks out, and the red for Texas Tech sticks out, and it was, I don't know, six or seven to one did you wave at people from the booth did you did you see people that you knew down in the stand and wave at them and call out their name and stuff like that and i just grabbed baseballs and uh autographed them and then just tossed them in the crowd okay yeah okay that'd be a that'd be i probably would get distracted if i was sitting with you up there just hey there's so-and-so hey there's so-and-so hey there's so-and-so jamie hey there's so-and-so Mm-hmm. That'd probably wear yeah. you. That'd wear you out pretty quickly. 
Yeah, we don't we don't mention so and so unless they're like a former tech player. Then we'll mention so and so. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we don't you know really give our our buddies shout outs during the broadcasts. <laughs> Uh, this Jamie, our section got a pitch clock countdown going, which was throwing off West Virginia. How did we do? Did, did you notice that? They, yes, they did great. They did awesome. And Jeff and I were thoroughly entertained by it because initially they were counting with the pitch clock just okay. to try to make the, the pitcher feel the pressure mm-hmm. of the pitch clock counting down. But then they started counting three or four seconds ahead. So trying to force him to rush when he didn't have to. And that was pretty comical. It's kind of like in so, basketball where they're, you know, you're counting down the clock when it's, at, you know, it's like five. And then you're doing three, two, one. And the guy lifts a jumper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. Uh, here's some more sarcasm from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, and you all are big Ranger fans, right? This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history. Today is May the 25th. Today is the last full day of school for many. So enjoy. And here is this day in sports history with Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1922. Mm-hmm. Because Babe Ruth is suspended one day and fined $200 for throwing dirt on an umpire. Mm. Is that where Billy Martin learned it? <laughs> Definite possibility. 1935, legendary American athlete Jesse Owens mm-hmm. equals or breaks four world's records in 45 minutes at the Big Ten meet in Fairyfield, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Mm. It's remembered as the greatest 45 minutes ever in sports. Wow. <laughs> wow. 1941, Ted Williams raises his batting average to over 400 for the first time in the 1941 season. 1975, the 29th NBA championship took place. The Golden Warriors are swept by the Washington, uh, excuse me, sweep the Washington Bullets in four games. Okay. And yes, I brought that up because those two teams... Have both had name changes. The Golden Warriors? They're just now the Warriors. They're yeah. the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Oh, they're just now the... Oh, yeah. 1981, Boston Red Sox Carl Yastrzemski is the fourth player to play in 3,000 Major League Baseball games. Ty Cobb, Stan Musial, and Hank Aaron are the other three. Pretty good company. Mm-hmm. And in 1984, the Red Sox trade pitcher Dennis Eckersley to the Cubs for Bill Buckner. Mm-hmm. It is national it worked, out, worked out well for the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> it is National Brown Baggett Day and National Wine Day. Happy birthday to Mike Myers, who's 60. Frank Oz is 79. Brian Erlacher, 45. And Miguel Tejada is 49. And on this day. Remember when Miguel Tejada was like, his age was like this big deal. Yep. Uh, everybody's like, oh, he's two or three years older than he claims he is. And like, well, it's, it's not like this is a little league. 
I mean, he can be 50. I mean, he can play until he wants to. There's no rule that says he can't play, but people were outraged by the fact that his birthday was actually two or three years older than he actually was. Mm-hmm. And on this day, in 1961. I therefore ask the Congress, above and beyond the increases I have earlier requested for space activities, to provide the funds which are needed to meet the following national goals. First, I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. No single space project in this period will be more impressive to mankind or more important for the long-range exploration of space, and none will be so difficult or expensive to accomplish. And that. Is this dance and there is John Fitzgerald Ch- Kennedy. You know, the thing that surprised me there is that he didn't use his Boston version of decade, you know? He mm. said decade. He just said decade. Instead of saying decade, he said decade. He did. Probably because people, people started making fun of it. <laughs> well, he was right about that. It was the most expensive and most difficult. Notice he said landing and getting him home safely. Well, yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, the whole we point. want the whole package around here, The whole here, deal there, right? You know, we don't just want to go. We don't just want to go. We want to, we want to, we want to come back. We want to come back too. That was at uh, Rice University. No, that, that was, was to Congress. Oh, that was to Congress. Rice, okay. Rice is in was, a couple of months. Is in a couple of months. Okay, all right. Uh, Six forty-nine this morning here on the morning drive, Jamie. I don't know if you saw this or not, and I've seen the. I've looked at the video, and I, I have a hard time seeing it, but. During the um, AAC tournament, East Carolina pitcher Josh Gross was ejected for giving teammate Jacob Starling a sandwich on his way to the dugout after hitting a home run. Uh, This happened on Tuesday. Uh, The Pirates are taking on the South Florida Bulls. Pirates are down 2-0 early in the game, uh, but they get the home run, and as the... uh, Hitter, this he was the second baseman, headed back to the dugout and high fived his teammates. Uh, the pitcher Gross handed him a sandwich. Okay, uh, this happened as he was first met his teammates on his way back to the dugout, and and he was ejected for that. Um, and then it became a problem for East Carolina because they could have used him a little bit later on uh, because uh, South Florida they were the eighth seed. They won 12 to 11 in extra innings and advanced to a winner's bracket contest against number four UCF today. So, well, that's not ideal. That's not ideal. It's not. <laughs> um, that's pretty crazy because clearly they're saying that's a prop. Yeah. Of some sort, and you can't have those to right. celebrate with. Right. Handing him a sandwich. Right. I don't know why you would do that. Maybe he thought he was hungry after, you know, using all that energy to hit a maybe he hit just a home run. It, maybe he just thought it was funny. Yeah. Well. Maybe maybe he thought he had earned it. You know. Right. Maybe he thought he had earned it. Uh, the um, the manager for uh, ECU says uh, that's the new rules. I guess no fun baseball. That's from Cliff Godwin. He is the ECU head coach. That's what he told reporters. Wow. He'll be suspended for one game as well. He was thrown out of the Mm -hmm. game and then was suspended. So 
he was uh, unavailable out of the uh, bullpen for that game and then out for the yesterday's game. So we certainly have seen the no fun. But, you know, I mean, Beckled, what he what he did, he, he, did, he got what he deserved. 6.52 this morning here on the Morning Drive. This from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Jamie, uh, you can you, you can screenshot this and send it over to Coach Tadlock. Tech is a lock to make the tournament now. <clears throat> I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I mean, coming in, I sure did feel like, you know, if you got win, uh, one win, that you would be in a good spot. And so mm-hmm. I feel like you are in a good spot, but I'm just, you know, just the thought of uh, losing the next two and, Makes me nervous. Yeah. No, I, I, that's uh, understandable. Uh, Risa earlier this morning said, Ah, shuck, Jamie, you're just fishing for compliments now. Ha uh-huh. ha. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> she made it funny. She did. It was good. And, it was very well, very yeah, well played. Yeah, she did. And then she goes on to say, Great show this morning. Well, thank you, Risa. I was wondering. Yeah. I was wondering if we were I was, putting on a good really show. I was directed this at you. Yeah. Oh, the great show? Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, that part was directed at you. Uh, Texas Tech men's track team, they're in the NCAA West preliminaries. This is in Sacramento, California. They had first-round action yesterday. Uh, Zach Bradford has qualified for the NCAA Outdoor Championship meet that will be held in Austin. That's where the Red Raiders won a national championship a couple years ago. Uh, He cleared the bar... Jamie at 17 feet, eight and a half inches. Okay. So far in the running events, 13 Red Raiders have uh, secured lanes for the quarterfinals, which will be on Saturday. In the 100 meters alone, four tech sprinters have advanced. Terrence Jones had a time of 10.25. That was good for fourth overall. Uh, They also have uh, times from uh, Courtney Lindsay at 10.31. He was the star of the Big 12 outdoor. Adam Clayton at 10.32, and Nilo Clark at 10.41. How, how would you like to be Nilo Clark and be at 10.41 and go, eh, it was just just a tick behind the other boys? That's pretty good. I'd, li- I'd like to. I'd like to be him because yeah. clearly that's pretty fast. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Ken. T- Tina Turner made... Uh, several appearances in Lubbock. Um, she uh, played at the uh, Municipal Coliseum. And then uh, I think like early, early, early on, played at the um, hotel bar there at 50th and Q. Not the one that, not the one they tore down. There's another little one back in there. But anyway, um, she made, made several appearances here uh, in Lubbock. So if you saw her... Uh, Saw her in town. Um, curious if you did that and where uh, where you saw her. If maybe if you saw her, because you know we've had a number of these little um, musical venues where they've hosted you know people over the years that have become uh, major superstars, and I think that's it's really cool if you've if you had that opportunity to see somebody and then they hit the big stage. Uh, I think that's uh, I think that's really awesome. Okay. Um, Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. We cracked the code. Uh, we have cracked the code for this week. So we have uh, done what we needed to do with regard to uh, the individual weeks of $1,000 a week for five weeks. It's all uh, brought to you by Double T 97.3 in the home zone where they make your house a home. You can go to Double T 97.3.com and uh, learn more information about it. But 
Next Thursday, one week from today, Jamie, uh, we'll be over at Two Docs, and we will present to someone who has been participating in our fine contest here over the last few weeks, $5,000. All you have to do is show up, and you could be the lucky winner. Will you be there next Thursday, Jamie? Or will you be, you may be out of town. You may not, you may miss the crack the code opportunity to shake hands and mingle and press the flesh and the right hand of fellowship with somebody from our fine listening audience because you'll be on the road, hopefully, with Texas Tech baseball. Yes, hopefully I'll be with the baseball team, and so I will not be there. And, I mean, is that what you call handshaking, pressing the flesh? Press the flesh, right. Oh, man. The, the right hand sounds, of fellowship, right? That sounds like another reason. That, that one I like better, but that sounds like a, another reason not to shake hands. The right hand of fellowship? No, that's a good one. The you like, that's, one. You like, that's what Pre- I say. The first one you didn't like, to press the flesh. Pressing the flesh yeah. sounds like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're getting way too comfy with someone. Okay. Uh, so, uh, 1000 bucks. We've done that for this week. And uh, $5,000 uh, next week. And we'll do that, uh, like I said, over at Two Docs. But uh, I think we'll start the festivities around 6 o'clock in the evening. There'll be It'll be a nice, pleasant evening, hopefully. And uh, beers will be flowing. And, you know, you have a chance to kind of meet fellow listeners and other walks of life. And uh, folks from the home zone will be there. And so, Jamie, uh, if Jamie's not there, it's good news. But I will, Jamie, I will, I will, I will represent us on your behalf. How about that? That's that's great. Great. <laughs> I'll give you some business cards to hand out. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, you probably still have a probably still have a bunch in your box. You know what I've learned over the years from salespeople. Uh, I mean, no matter what station I ever worked for, when the when the, the the new guy didn't work out or the new gal didn't work out. They always leave their, for whatever reason, they always leave their business cards behind. And guess what? Guess what I always find in there, in their drawer? Almost a full box of business cards. So maybe the reason that they failed is they just need to look in the mirror and didn't shake enough hands, didn't go out and see enough people. Uh, Either that or maybe they had two boxes and that one that they got was just... No, the it was, they just got a new one. No, we, we, we generally issue one, one box at a time. You got to earn your second box. Okay. I think the last time that we got new business cards, that was, I think the first time that I got two boxes. So they must, they must think that I'm going to stick that I'm going to stay. Okay? Well, you do have a reputation. Chuck. <laughs> uh, this from the eighth flooring center. And you, do, and you, uh, you have been known to make it rain with business cards. <laughs> Man, it rained here last night. I did not hear it. Um, but apparently, when I got up this morning and went outside, the streets were really wet. So it rained again last night. Uh, this from the Eighth Flooring Center chat line from Sonia. I saw her outdoor uh, appearance in the amphitheater in Dallas, a sunburn after being on a boat all day. Okay. Uh, this, Jamie, I tried to get a glimpse of you, but it looked like the press box was way up high away from the fans. It is, it is a ways up there. There's no question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you were asked on the Yates Flooring Center chat line about Trendon Parrish. Somebody saw a video of him in the dugout. What, uh, what did Coach Tadlock uh, have to say about that? Well, Coach Tadlock has said that he 
feels like it, they got better news than expected. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't nearly as as bad as, as they were con- or they thought it could be. That's uh, awesome. But I yes, it's that's great news. But I don't know if that means he'll pitch in the Big Twelve tournament or even in in the postseason if you advance in the postseason. I st- I still doubt that. But it is good news for Trendon, so that that's great to hear. Yeah, I mean, if he would be able to rehab that and be available for you next spring and not have to go under the knife for any reason, um, for any, whether it's Tommy John or just a torn rotator cuff or whatever the deal is, man, that, that would be, that'd be terrific if it's just inflamed or strained or, or whatever. Um, Coach Tadlock, I saw him on the news last night before, before the game. And then, you know, he had talked about this also previously, um, but he, he was, or maybe this is in-game, his in-game interview. He's like, we just need to continue to get good swings. I thought they got good swings last night, Jamie. Um, it, it looked like they were aggressive at the plate uh, last night from an offensive standpoint. Um, it didn't really, didn't really wait all around. Maybe they were seeing the ball well, or maybe, maybe Maybe the other pitcher was just throwing strikes, uh, but it, it looked like they were striking the ball and swinging the ball well last night. Yeah, I did think you saw an, an aggressive approach, and that probably had to do with the fact that that Hagaman really pounded the strike zone when you saw him the first time, and he's known as a strike thrower. He's not going to nibble. He's going to go at you, and um, Hagaman looked like he was on, a, on numerous pitches, was getting too much of the plate, and you saw the Red Raiders put good swings on him and, and hit the ball hard on a line. So that, that, that was really good to see. Didn't look like a team that was tentative or nervous or mm-hmm. scared at the plate. It looked like a team that was uh, anxious and, and ready to go. Yeah. And, and, you know, aside from the, that's what, that's what coach Tadlock calls moving on the right pitches, Chuck. Okay. Well, I thought they did. Um, and then I thought that aside from the, the first couple of batters, you know, once Molina settled down, uh, he he looked like he kind of had the same approach. Like he, they looked hungry last night. They looked they looked like they didn't. And you said it earlier, and I thought the same that West Virginia looked a little tentative, uh, not only at the plate but also in the field and the pitching. And I don't know. They just they they looked unsettled. And the Red Raiders looked like they were they looked like they were a team that maybe took a share of the Big Twelve title last night. Yeah, Mason early on didn't have great command. He walked the first batter, he walked the fourth batter, he walked the eighth batter. So you're you're talking about three free passes and and the first eight guys that he sees, and mm-hmm. and you just wondered, okay, is West Virginia going to take advantage? And and they didn't. And it just looked like after you got a couple of runs, he got more confident and then was able to get his command. And after that, he was he just started rolling. Uh, now who aside from aside from Parrish, or excuse me, aside from Molina and um, and maybe Gavin Cash, who 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 stood out to you last night, or or who maybe surprised you, or what stood out to you last night? Well, Hudson White had three hits and was on base all five times, so it would be hard not to to mm-hmm. mention him. But um, man, what I loved about last night, Chuck, is you had eight different guys that had hits last night, so. I mean, it was uh, a team effort up and down the lineup. You got production um, from a bunch of different guys, and and that was fun to see. I really like how Austin Green's swinging the bat right now. Excited, he had a big weekend against KU with six hits, and it just looks like he's continuing that over. So he 
picked up his 11th home run. Yeah, it was last a big night. home run last <laughs> night. Yeah. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, Hotshot, what you got for me? All right, so last year during football season, as we headed into the season, mm-hmm. everybody was wondering. It felt like everybody was. It was either going to be a five and seven season or a six and six season, mm-hmm. or maybe a seven and five season. Okay, everybody was in that range. Sure, and it seemed like so many, including yourself, Charles Michael, mm-hmm. talked about Houston being the swing game. Yeah. That was the one that everybody was like, okay, we're going to make a bowl if we win that game. Yeah. What is the swing game for the 2023 football season? Maybe it's not, are we going to make a bowl game or not make a bowl game? Mm -hmm. But instead, is it, um, we're going to win seven games or we're going to win eight games or maybe eight or nine, whatever. Yeah. Are are we going to be in a big 12 championship hunt or not? I mean, what's the swing game in 2023? Uh, okay, can I give? I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you two games. I'm going to give you one because you brought up the Big 12 and getting to a potentially a Big 12 championship game. Uh, for, for me, the difference between seven and eight is Oregon, and that's a that's a home game. You're coming to come off a, a, a game at Wyoming, and then you're going to have Tarleton State before you travel to take on West Virginia. If I looked at it from a Big 12 standpoint, um, I would say Kansas State just because you haven't beaten them and you haven't proven that you can beat them. And they're going to be a contender. Uh, they have been a contender, obviously. They've, they've won a Big 12 championship, um, and and you have not. And so I think from, from where I sit, those are the two games that I have circled. Jeff? I'm looking – okay – Oregon is your non-conference answer. I don't think there's any any yeah. doubt about that. Mm-hmm. For your Big 12 answer, though, I'm really kind of looking at Baylor because it'll be after West Virginia, after Houston. You you win that game at Baylor, that's 3-0 and in conference play to start the year. Okay. Uh, of course, assuming West Virginia and Houston, which I am assuming those are two wins. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of momentum starts to not just – solidify what you've done mm-hmm. but gets other people's attention in the conference too plus you didn't exactly fare well against the bears last year uh when you were playing at home so getting a, a win like that on the road uh i think as much as you desperately need to beat kansas state at some point soon um getting that on the road i think would be a bigger win jamie okay so i I have Oregon and Kansas State both as losses for the Red Raiders, okay? And so that's not one that I – either one that I would put as the swing games. And how many okay? total wins do you think going in? So with those two as losses, do you still have eight wins? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. To me, it's October the 21st at BYU. Mm-hmm. I think BYU will be a good football team this year. I expect it to be a tough game on the road, um, but I think it's it's winnable. And to me, that might be a difference in you getting to to nine wins instead of eight wins. Or I don't think it's going to mean that you're only going to have seven, but, but who knows? I mean, the schedule is obviously 
very tough for the Red Raiders. Uh, second on my list would have been the same one that Jeff picked, the, the game at Baylor. I just don't know what to expect there. I, I really don't. This Baylor team really confuses me as far as felt like they had all the momentum in the world heading to last year, and then it felt like they lost every bit of it. And so I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen in that contest and what Baylor's going to be like next year. But I have BYU on, on my list as the, the game that I just uh, – I'm really – really uncertain of just don't have a good feel either way, whether or not that's one I can be confident in or not confident in. So, wow. So if you, if you beat Oregon, um, then kind of in your mind, you might be on your way to a nine, nine, 10 win season. Uh, yeah, possibly, possibly, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, if we'll, we'll wait and see. I just think there's, I think there are a lot of games this year. There's a lot of intriguing teams. I would say the same thing about TCU that I just said about Baylor as far as not knowing what we're going to get out of them next mm-hmm. year. I mean, it was such a magical season last year for the Frogs. But, um, you know, I just it just felt like everything that could have gone their way went their way yes. last year. Yes. Knowing how many people they lost, how many players they lost, and they lost their offensive coordinator who was very, very key. Um I just don't know what we're going to get from TCU this year. I just, I really do not. I, again, I expect Kansas state and Oregon to be really tough games mm-hmm. and they're both at home. So I'd love to think that you're going to get at least one of those, but um, I, I just, I don't have a good vibe of the Baylor game or the TCU game. And I don't mean like a negative vibe, just like a hard time figuring out what I think is going to happen there. Um, you know, the Texas game I also have as a loss. So you know, if that that changes, that'd be great. I'll be thrilled if you do it. But those are those are three of my four losses right there. BYU, I think, is the one that I have as the four. But and that's where I start getting into the if you can swing that one to the positive side, then it could be a nine win season. I guess for me, when I'm thinking about a swing game, it, it's not just the the one win, but where it can swing for the rest of your season too. So I, I kind of eliminate the Texas game from that for as late as it is. Like uh, to me, a, a swing game really needs to be kind of earlier yeah. in the season mm-hmm. than your last game of the year. Although if it's your only loss that you have projected, then that's your swing game to go yeah. one loss or undefeated. Yeah. I, I guess I get that. Uh, a yeah. couple things. I, I, I don't have Texas as swing game for me. I have that one as a loss. So your four losses are Oregon, K-State, BYU, and Texas. Is that right, Jamie? Correct. Yeah. Uh, Syntax Hank says this swing game, <clears throat> a win at Baylor, there fires all the Jets. I'm I'm feeling like that's like fires up the Jets, like gets the Jets going. Mm-hmm. Like full. Usually what light the fire means, yes. <laughs> Especially throttle. when you're talking about Jets, yes. Full throttle light up. The fire, kick the tires, light the fires. Okay. Uh, somebody else said BYU. Okay. So, hey, let me ask you this because we kicked this around uh, a little bit yesterday off the air. Um, going into this season, is this the most anticipated season since Coach Kingsbury's first year and since 2008, would you say? I think it's I, – I go all the way to 2008. I don't I – I think they're – I think this is more anticipated than Coach Kingsbury's first year. Okay, man, I I, I probably would agree yeah. with that. Maybe you might say coming off the first year after they won the bowl game, there was a a lot of anticipation. Um, 
So there's there's that. Um, but I think 2008, uh, certainly there was a lot of anticipation just because of everything that you had coming back and the season that you were going to come off of. Okay. 7.39 this morning here in the on the morning drive. Uh, looks like the uh, off the Yates Flooring Center chat line, it looks like the bullfighter's in a little bit of a trouble, uh, Jamie. <laughs> it looks like he is. I, I don't know what you were doing, man, but it doesn't look like it was very smart. Um, <laughs> he's a new deal, and he needs a tractor, a big tractor, uh, to pull him out of a, a ditch. Apparently, uh, mud and truck aren't uh, working out for the old bullfighter. I wonder, I wonder if Sneed could roll up there in his uh, one of his uh, one of his cars. I wonder if the Range Rover could pull the. Uh, He's specifically looking for a tractor, though. Yeah, because we just get another car stuck. That's true. Yeah, big mm-hmm. tractor is what he said. Big mm-hmm. tractor, mm-hmm. like a John Deere, something like that. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lynn and Jeff McGuire and Chuck Hines. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio. Jamie's on the road with the Red Raider baseball team. And uh, we look forward to uh, Tech Baseball tonight as the Red Raiders take on Oklahoma in uh, round two of the Big 12 uh, championship is uh, the Red Raiders and Sooners scheduled to play at 7.30. It'll be the, the last game of the day. And if uh, Tech wins, they'll have uh, have Friday off. Uh, let's see here. From I'm just going to read them from the Yates Sports chat line. Huh? But Jamie will not have Friday off because Chuck made sure that Buddy Boy is going <laughs> to show up. <laughs> right, right. Uh, we get this. Uh, Chuck is the bestest ever. Wow. Um, mm. Jamie responded, most bestest, way bester than Jamie and Jeff. Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, this uh, Chuck, just laugh it off. Those fools are just saying that stuff to get you all riled up and you're letting them win. LOL. Mm. Just bypass their crap and move on. That way you win over them by not even mentioning their comments at all. Oh, you're probably right about that. Um <laughs> This can't determine who the dumbest is until we find out how Bullfighter ended up in his predicament. Yeah. Man, that's a Kalichi <laughs> Red Dirt Road, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You could be doing five miles an hour, ended yeah. up in the ditch. You'd be yeah. doing 100 miles an hour, ended up on a ditch on one of those. Right. Right. Th- that's not his. This is rain in West Texas sure. on Kalichi Road. Uh, somebody asked this question, Jamie, comma, how do you do it day in, day out? Question mark. You are serious. You you seriously are the most patient person on earth. Signed, uh, Grammar. I think is that Grammar King. I guess it's Grammar King. Okay. Well. Lots 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 of Mountain Dew. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just uh, just the way it is. Uh, uh, Bullfighter. I don't know if he's he's he has yet to find a uh, a tractor. I think. So if somebody is tooling around in their tractor on uh, County Road uh, 5500, it took me a little while to figure out what CR meant when I was when I first came here to Texas. I realized later it was uh, County Road. Okay, just like uh, FM. I didn't know when I first came here that that meant farm to market. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I'm with Chuck just because it's 
text doesn't get any, anyone a pass to put sentences together like a child. <laughs> uh, Clay says, Professor Hines, dot, 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 English 101. Red Raider 2 guns. Yeah. Really, Chuck? I always, I, texting is not formal. I always use capital and I use periods. Mm-hmm. I don't think I use commas, but then mm-hmm. again, I don't know that I'm texting very often that I need commas. Yeah. If you get more than a, a seven-word response from Jamie in a text message, I mean, you've done something wrong. You print that and put that on the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a this is a this is a nice text, Chuck. You're none of those. You're an incredible person. Block out the haters. Uh, pre- preceded by dumb star star star. I think we can all figure out that what that meaning means. Blowhard. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What was the first one again? You're none of those. You're a terrific human being. Yeah, Chuck, you're none of those. You're you're an incredible person. Block out the haters. And then like Did it also did it end with and gosh darn it, people like you? No, no, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. Uh Uh, not at all. Not at all. It's okay it's all good. Uh this remember, Chuck, lions are not concerned with the opinions of sheep. Uh, let's see. This is the best one. Uh, CR is not Chuck's Road. <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> uh, that fi- one made me chuckle out loud. <laughs> uh, Bullfighter saying definitely not Caliche Road. It's Slick Cotton Field Dirt Road. Okay. Then, then why were you on it, Bullfighter? What were you doing? But apparently, it's his road. He he probably has to drive that thing every day. Okay. And it's apparently, cool to say it's his road. Yeah, it's his road. Yeah. Well, don't we all say that? My street. But yeah, when it comes time to fix your street because there's a pothole in it, then you call the city. Right? My street. My street. Right. People say that. My street. Um, so Bullfighter apparently is his uh, significant others on call this weekend. So that's why it's critical that he, he get out. Get out of his predicament okay. predicament uh okay so uh, <laughs> who is bullfighter what does he have to do with sports can i help someone finding the bag of money i lost <laughs> okay at any rate um so what would a big 12 title mean at this point jamie for the ncaa tournament if you wanted to kind of dream a little bit well, it would definitely guarantee you're in because you'd have an automatic bid, but mm-hmm. I think you would probably be a number two seed and you'd probably have a, you know, get you a quote unquote easier path probably. Okay. But to, you know, try to advance to a super and all that good stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's getting you a regional host. I mean, I, I love the confidence. I mean, can, you know, slow down a little bit. I mean, we just, right. we've just won one game. I got it. Okay, we got to. We have to win four to win a Big Twelve championship. Mm-hmm. We've won one. Okay, that's still a long ways to go. Sure. And your pitching staff is is kind of uh, you know a bit of a mess right now. So now, There's, so now you. you so I, I just feel ahead. like we're. I just feel like we're jumping a little bit ahead. Here. Okay. Well, dare to dream. You know, dare to dream. I. I you should be allowed to do that. I'm sorry for being a. 
you know, stick in the mud. No, no pun intended, bullfighter. Get to two wins. (laughs) Win the first two, be off on Friday, and you're, you know, on to Saturday where you're one win away from being in the finals. And it feels like at that point, then you're, you're in legitimate time to, to dream a little bit. But right now you're just, man, you're just, you're just trying to find a way to beat Oklahoma somehow. Sure. Um, Let's see here. Let me ask you this. What um, what does Tabor Fast need to do uh, tonight against uh, Oklahoma? Presuming he's the starting pitcher. Oh man, um, you know Tab- Tabor's issue has been where you know he. It's like on one one outing, we'll see his off speed stuff be good, and his him not be able to locate his fastball, and then flip it the next star it's you know so he hasn't been able to be consistent with the with the you know between the two pitches and so i guess it's it's more like putting a complete game together as far as not and i don't mean complete like pitch full nine innings Mm -hmm. i just mean i just mean being able to throw all of his pitches for strikes and it just feels like he's again either had the off-speed stuff working or had the fastball working and specifically in his last start, um, they just didn't respect the fastball at all. And they were teeing off on him because they, they knew, okay, well, he can't throw the fastball for a strike, so I'll just sit on the breaking pitches. And This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.